Welcome back to the Financial Zero to Hero podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to move your small business forward. This show provides you with the ability to understand the financial aspects of your business, as well as the lifestyle aspects so many of us ignore. Along the way, I will also explore the scary world of fraud and how it affects your life. And in between all the business stuff, I will jump into a lighter subject, what I call the sports that don't love you back. My name is Steve Hubland, and I am your host. So sit back and enjoy the broadcast as I start your journey from financial zero to a financial hero. Hello, everyone. Today's episode is What is a Key Performance Indicator? Now, I know that sounds like a super exciting title, um, but it's a very important uh, subject to consider when you are a small and medium business owner. Now, Key Performance Indicators goes by the acronym KPI. So you're going to see that in a lot of different places. And KPIs uh, can be anything from a financial analysis to a non-financial analysis or a comparison of a financial to a non-financial. And it doesn't matter what industry or uh, location or, or product you sell or, or where you're at, KPIs are valuable to anyone and everyone from governments to manufacturing to retail, you name it, KPIs are valuable. Now, I know this may seem a little bit on the technical side, but what a KPI can do is it can take huge amounts of data and analyze them very quickly and allow you to make a quick informed decision just by looking at a simple graph or chart or number. So that's the benefit of a KPI, because especially for the small and medium business owners, you wear multiple hats. You know, you are trying to keep your customers happy. You're trying to make sure your vendors are happy. Um, your employees are happy. You know, you need to do the marketing for your your company or your firm. You know, so you've got all these hats. And then, of course, you know, the IT hat. You know, if you're a small and medium business owner, you wear an IT hat as well. So you have all these different hats and responsibilities that you have to do. But at the end of the day, you know, when business is closed for the day and, and you're looking at your financial results, you're going to be tired, um, you'll be worn down, and you need to analyze the financial information in your company to make sure you're not going down the wrong path, um, you know, whether it be losing cash or missing an opportunity or what have you. And so analyzing huge reams of data is very difficult, uh, especially for the non-financial person, which you know, a lot of small and medium business owners are entrepreneurs. They're excited about their product. They're not so much excited about accounting and all the financial data that goes through their accounting records. So that's the beauty of KPIs is they allow you to analyze the information quickly. And um, just at a glance, you can look at um, all the information. So let's get kind of the, the mundane part out of the way. Let's define what really is a key performance indicator. A KPI truly is any metric that allows you to quickly measure or compare against a predetermined base. Now, that's a very technical term there. But what that's really meaning is you can take data and analyze it, break it down into a ratio, percentage, what have you, and compare that to some sort of predetermined base, whether you're going to compare that to your industry, to your competitors, or to a, a specific metric you want to achieve. You know, that's what a KPI will really do. Um, they allow you to 
compare against benchmarks, internally set goals, or, or even prior results. And so a lot of times people have heard the term dashboard. What a dashboard really is, a true dashboard, is just multiple KPIs in a summary form. So that's truly what a real dashboard is. Is You may have two KPIs, five, eight. They're all in one nice, succinct, summarized uh, information you know, on that, you know, quote, that dashboard. And the importance about the KPI is, again, they allow you to analyze information that may be you know, somewhat complex. So an example, most businesses are concerned about cash. And in fact, the only quote business that's not concerned about cash is probably the government because they can just, you know, <laughs> increase taxes and then they have more cash. But all the other businesses out there, you are concerned about cash, you know, i.e. either running out of cash or, you know, you know, the fear that a lot of business owners have is not having enough cash for payroll. And making sure you analyze all the different factors that go into cash is hugely valuable. So a simple KPI, and this is just an example, is what's called the cash reserve. So in some of my podcasts, I've gone over the, the necessity of having a cash reserve. And what a cash reserve is, just you know, real quick uh, recap, is you want to have between 15 and 30% of your prior year's revenue in your cash account. So you know, if you just do a, a simplistic example, if you had a million dollars of revenue for the prior year, you want at least 150,000 in cash, uh, and this can be cash—a combination of cash and cash in operating, cash in a savings. You know, the combination of those two. That's really where you want to be, and the reason why you want to be at least 15% or more is it allows you wiggle room to make mistakes, to perceive you know, go after opportunities, what have you. And so, in a KPI. You set that up, your cash reserve, and you set up your 12-month rolling revenue um, for your company. So if, let's say, you're in September and uh, you want to know where you're at on your cash reserve. Now, you probably have cash in the bank, but do you have enough to meet that reserve requirement that you want to be at to feel comfortable? Well, we set up a simple KPI that says, okay, it's it's September, so I'm going to take all the revenue from <clears throat> last September all the way up to this September and multiply that by um, 15%, whatever that amount is, compared to my cash account will indicate whether am I above it or below it. And with all this, it can just be a simple diagram. You can have a, a maybe a chart showing that you know here's the line uh, of what the reserve should be. Here's where um, the cash really is. And the beauty about a KPI in this situation is you then forecast going forward. So if we are in, let's say it's September of 2020, and you want to know October, November, December of 2020, well, you can forecast out this is what the forecast revenue is going to be. So then you can forecast what your reserve is going to be. And then you can forecast out where you think your cash is going to fall. And from that, you can see, okay, do I have enough cash in that reserve? Do I not have enough cash in that reserve? And so that's one of the valuable aspects of that. Another aspect in just a cash KPI is cash conversion. So when you sell a product or you sell a service, you are going to eventually generate cash.
cash in, in, in essence kind of free flow cash so after all the expenses have been paid how much cash is that additional cash is that product um, generating and you can set up kpis for each of your major products now you can do one for all every single product, but if you've got a bunch of small little project products, I would put that kind of on hold. I would just do your major products and find out what is your cash conversion. Are you converting eight cents for every dollar of sales for a particular product? Are you converting 10 cents, 50 cents, you know, whatever it is. And what that does is when you set that up and you have the formula set up properly, you'll be able to quickly at a glance say, okay, for product X, I want to be making 15 cents on the dollar or of every sales dollar. I want 15 cents to be cash that's coming back into the company because that's kind of standard for product, you know, that first product. And if you're, let's say it's June and right now it's like at seven cents. Well, that may indicate, hey, I need to either figure out if there's inefficiency here or do I need to allocate resources somewhere else, um, what have you. But just having that quick at a glance is beneficial and hugely valuable for the small and medium business owner. And just so you know, the way you do the cash conversion calculation is you take the cash from operations and then um, you calculate or you reduce out uh, any of the uh, expenses in there for the, the capital expenses, ultimately you're getting to the free cash flows where you're getting. And then you do that, go through that calculation. Well, just doing all those numbers takes quite a bit. It's not just a some simple grab this number off a report and times it by a percent and there you go. There is a lot of math in the background that has to be done. Well, if you're you know, working on your business and it's 10 o'clock at night and you've got a client meeting at 5 o'clock in the next morning um, because they're in a different time zone than you are, you know, you're, you're not going to have time to go through and do all those calculations. However, if you have the KPI set up, you can then go ahead and do the overall calculation. And, and, and just, just to reiterate, I didn't finish on the, the cash conversion formula. The cash conversion formula is cash from operations divided by total sales and that's by product level and keep in mind converting the cash from operations is very um, difficult um, by a product level if you're just trying to do it you know really quick spur at the moment you need to be able to have um, everything set up so an important thing to understand if you're setting up a key performance indicator is what do you want to accomplish so by that, what I mean is you want to almost start at the very end and work your way back to what KPI you're going to do. And by the end, I mean, what is your overall goal for this coming fiscal year? So right now it's 2020. And let's say you want to have um, 500000 in net income by the end of 2020. So to get to that point, hopefully you've already set up a budget and you've already you're doing forecasts. But you wanted to get to that five hundred thousand. What are the main items that you need to monitor to make sure you stay on track? Well, monitoring supplies expense probably isn't one of the main items you need to monitor to stay on track. I'm guessing, you know, if you sell a product, I'm guessing tracking your break even is going to be a big item because. Now, if you're selling stuff below your break-even point, you're literally losing money. Um, or if you're just at break-even, 
how are you going to get to 500,000 net income if you're just barely at that break-even point? So that's one of the, the items. So whatever your end goal is, you know, whether it is net income or it is, you know, you're going to sell or you're bringing on new shareholders, you know, whatever the process is, that you need to set up your KPIs that gets you to that. Because keep in mind, your KPIs are very similar to your financial levers. They're not 100% financial lever, but they can warn you that, hey, you need to go and look at, you know, the total hours worked by the employees because it's you're, you're off track, off kilter. So that's the first part. The next part is when you set up a KPI, you need to make sure it is properly calculating and bringing in the correct information. And by that, you can go ahead and set up a KPI and then put it on your dashboard and then just start kind of going down the road. But if you haven't tested it, what is the chance that something may pop in that you didn't expect that causes you know issues? And that's why when you set up a KPI, one, take the time. Because keep in mind, you, if you're setting up a KPI, you want to have as much time available to set it up properly as you can muster. Because if you put all the time and effort into the KPI on the front end, when you're analyzing it, when you have 15 minutes of spare time, you know, three weeks from now, it's going to make that 15 minutes so much more valuable. So put as much time as, into analyzing it as you can but also make sure you're testing. And by testing, what I mean is put in extreme examples into your, your KPI. You know, it put in, you know, over you know, a, a certain dollar amount, you know, you know that, you know, if sales dropped 15%, you know, this KPI should do, you know, go to the negative or show something. Well, then put it into that calc and see if it does it. Then do the other extreme. Well, sales went up 100% over the last year. Okay, how does that, how is that going to come through uh, and, and show up in there? And so you always want to constantly test your KPI to make sure it is properly set up because um, once you have that set up, then you can have you know comfort in there. Um, you also want to make sure that the information you're bringing in is accurate and appropriate. You know, obviously, the appropriate goes without saying, but accurate. You know, it, how many times have you looked at, like, if you have QuickBooks or, or, or Zero? You know, those are the two major accounting platforms out there. If you have one of those programs and you're looking at data, but the accounting method you have clicked is cash, but you really should have had accrual checked. And, you know, even just if you look at your financials now, if you click between both those, how drastically different does your financials look when you click on those? And so that's why you want to make sure that the data you're bringing in, one, is accurate. It's under the correct basis, you know, depending on what you're, you're analyzing. And two... All the information that goes in there is always going to be accurate because if you're bringing in, let's say, uh, inventory, you know, you're doing a, a break-even analysis and you're having the inventory analysis come into your KPI, but you know that um, the inventory function in your accounting software, you haven't really set it up correctly. You know it's not set up correctly and stuff kind of goes in and out and you always have to make adjustments out of it. Well, you probably don't want to be grabbing that number because if you know there's constantly going to be adjustments into a particular account, you either A, need to make sure that account is properly fixed before you look at that KPI, you know, each month, you know, whether it's reconciled, analyzed, what have you, or just don't use that particular data um, because 
inaccurate data will cause you to make an inaccurate decision. And it goes back to that old saying way back in the 80s, you know, when they're talking about computer systems and programming, garbage in equals garbage out. Same concept with your KPI. If you're bringing in data that's just not very reliable, you're not going to get a very good analysis and you're not going to be able to analyze it properly. And then lastly on the, your KPIs, have other people in your organization, preferably executive level, look at them, you know, make sure that they understand them and analyze them, you know, especially when you're just in the beta form in beta phase, you know, you have that KPI, you're not quite ready to roll it out, have somebody else review it, you know, make sure that there's no issues. Um, because once they've gone through it and they've reviewed it and they kind of, you know, peer reviewed and said, yeah, that's good to go. And, and you're good to go with it. Then you can go ahead and start using it and move forward with that uh, particular KPI. Now, we just went over some financial KPIs. Now, there's other key performance indicators out there that you are valuable to your business, such as um, customers, you know, customer satisfaction. You know, what's will the customer satisfaction compare to sales? Obviously, if customers are more satisfied with your product or service, you're probably going to have more sales. If customer satisfaction starts going down, well, how does that contribute to your sales going down? And you can track that. Um, a lot of times it's called a, a net uh, provider score where you send out um, uh, surveys or you have some sort of survey pop up for your customer and truly find out how you're doing. And from there, you can analyze um, that particular information and how it relates to your financials. Uh, you can also analyze number of units that have been produced um, by the number of you know employees you have working in the plant, um, something of that nature. While that does have some financial connotation, those don't necessarily hit the finances um, per se, and so you can use that to analyze. So think about the non-financial uh, items that you um, track and want to know. So if you're a... Um, uh, internet-based business, uh, you're probably very concerned about um, are you on page one of Google? So, you know, you may look at, you know, your Google Analytics every um, day or every other day or what have you to see, okay, you know, what pages are people clicking on? Um, you might even look at, okay, they're going to my homepage, but it's a 100% bounce rate, so they're not, they're just hitting the homepage and they're leaving, okay? Do I need to do something with my homepage to get that? And again, that's just a, a, a simple key performance indicator to tell you, hey, maybe I need to look at that because when I do have people hit the homepage and then they go somewhere else within the, the website, sales actually increase. And so that's, again, another key performance indicator. And it's non-financial, but it does have an effect on your business. And so keep that in mind as you're going through. Um, and then, of course, you know, with any key performance indicator, if you have industry data, use it. You know, see how you're going comparing against them. Because with a KPI, you're able to react to changes that are happening. You know, it, when you get to the end of the year, um, I've always said is you really should not have any surprises, you know, outside of maybe a, a 
pandemic or something happening, um, you really shouldn't have any surprises in your financials because when you've done a budget at the beginning of the year, you're running a forecast and you're updating your forecast and you have your key performance indicators that you're using to be able to react to um, changes, i.e. cash is getting low or break-even point is low or you know accounts receivable are starting to age too much, whatever it is. Those key performance indicators allow you to react quickly and efficiently on a, on something that's happening, versus going back and analyzing information that's already happened. You know that's always one of the things. You know if you you look at a financial statement audit, what a financial statement auditor does is they look at historical stuff. They don't look at forward-looking stuff. Well, if you're looking at you know, 12 months of data in December, and it's, you know, let's say it's, it's you know, the end of December, well, you can't go back in time and react to something that happened in June to make your financials better um, in December. You know, it's, it's very similar to the concept, um, the one degree. Um, if you are in a cruise ship and you're going from Miami and you're hoping to go to uh, across the uh, um, Atlantic to get to London, let's say, if that cruise ship is off by one degree leaving Miami, you you can get into London or England, wherever it is going to be in that area. You know, you're going to be way off, you know, by the time you get there. And that's kind of the same concept on key performance indicators is allows you to see that one degree change that's coming up. You're able to, you know, pardon the cliche, right the ship and move forward on that. So in conclusion, in summary, remember, Key performance indicators are very valuable in measuring a metric. They allow you to take large amounts of data and analyze them quickly. You want when you going to set up a key performance indicator, make sure you it's something that's going to be beneficial for your end goal. Whatever your end goal is, make sure it allows you to get your company to that point and test your KPIs. Test them, test them, test them. Make sure the data going in is correct. Make sure the formula is correct. And make sure you understand what the results are telling you because you're going to be comparing it to something. Either comparing it to an internal goal or to a set standard on the industry, what have you. Make sure you understand fully because once you implement it, you want to be able to quickly analyze and go through that particular information uh, and then again always look through there to see if there's something else that you can analyze whether it's a non-financial metric or financial metric um, and so that concludes today's episode on kpis at the close of today's show, I'll remind you of my free Small Business Money Moves course. At HublinFinancialSecrets.com, I go over important concepts regarding how to make your business more efficient and ultimately have your business work for you. The topics I cover are how to make a profit without working harder. Remember, we all want to work smarter, not harder. The next subject is how to autopilot your business. There are items in your business that can be automated, and I go over some of them that kind of help spark that idea of what can you automate. And then finally, how to keep the money you make in your business. And we touch base on the cash reserves, budgeting, and expenses. Are they earning their rent in your business? These free courses can be found at HovlandFinancialSecrets.com. Again, that's H-O-V-L-A-N-D FinancialSecrets.com. Simply enter your email address, and you'll have access to the course and start sparking ideas in your business. Again, that website. Hovland Financial Secrets.com. I thank you for your time and I hope you have a great day.